Welcome to the Enlightening Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Hamblin. And I'm your co-host, Ashley Schultz. As moms who are currently in the thick of raising kids with big emotions, we know firsthand how challenging their intense behaviors can be. And that a little support can go a long way. This is a non-judgmental community that was created for you or any mom who's feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, or stressed. Each week, either Emily or I will share our experiences, offer practical tips, and interview experts in the field so you can be empowered to help your children with their challenges. Join us as we help you enlighten motherhood. Hello, hello. This is Emily. I'm so excited to speak with you today about this idea of meeting our children where they're at. Now, I'm going to start out with a little analogy here. Um, might seem a little random, but stick with me. I'll tie it back in and it will all make sense by the end. So our kids, we've had several kids that have been really interested in playing baseball. And we've had several that have zero interest, even when I try to get them interested in it. They just really don't want to. Um, but one kid picked up the bat and it was like he already knew how to play baseball, even though we'd never taught him. He had maybe watched other kids play it enough, or he just has this like natural aptitude or this natural innate ability to be really good at playing baseball with very little practice and very little instruction. And he picked it up. He like knew how to hold the bat. He had the perfect stance of we tossed the ball. He knew how to swing it, how to throw it down and run to the next base. It was like incredible. And we were so wild, like, whoa, he just has a lot of natural ability at playing baseball. We have another kid that um, when he started to play baseball, he needed some more help. <laughs> um, he was really interested in it. He really wanted to do it. And when he picked up the bat, he had his hands like held in just a really awkward position that was going to make it very hard to swing the bat. Um, he had his feet in a, in a position that was going to make it again, really hard to swing. Um, when he would hit the ball, he would kind of look around like, wait, what do I do? And then, oh yeah, I'm supposed to throw the bat. And now where do I run to the base? Like it was a lot more work for him to get to that same level or ability in playing baseball as it was for this other child who just seemed to pick up on that naturally. Now, as I say this to you, some of you are probably nodding your heads like, yeah, that's, that's okay. Like, I don't think that that child that um, needed more help needed more instruction, needed a lot more reminders, a lot more um, input from his coach and practice with his parents. I don't think that kid was intentionally trying to not play baseball well, <laughs> right? It's not like they were like, you know what would be so much fun if I go and I hold that back awkwardly like they weren't doing it to be funny they weren't doing it for attention they were trying their best and that's what their best looked like okay chances are <laughs> especially if you if you followed me or listened to my show for long enough you know where I'm going to take this um it's I feel like culturally and especially for most of us with the way we were raised it's we're at a good point where we're like accepting of kids that aren't naturally very good at baseball and that need a bit more help and we don't judge the kid negatively for it I feel like in general society is pretty understanding like oh yeah that kid's just you know 
some people might be jerks about it. Sure, they might be like, yeah, your kid stinks. Why does he even try? Yeah, but I feel like that's the minority, at least in the communities in which I've lived. Most people with a young child learning to play baseball that's not naturally, you know, flying away with his abilities in amazement of it. They're pretty patient with that and that they they work with the kid. They meet him where they are instead of being like, oh, my goodness. <sighs> how can you not know how to hold a baseball bat? How do you not know how to swing on time? How do you not know the angle that you have to hold your bat at to get the swing to go in the right direction? Like, I don't really feel like there's a lot of people that are doing that. I feel like in general, they're pretty accepting. Like, okay, looks like this kid needs a little more help. Sure, sometimes the coach might sigh because it's more work for him and be like, okay, all right, this is going to be more work. But they're not like judging that kid negatively or thinking that that's a bad child because they're not playing baseball as well as the other children are okay but I don't so I think we're at that point and that that's great that we're at that point with baseball I don't feel that oh goodness I'm getting teary-eyed here I feel like there is still a lot of work to be done in our society for accepting children who are not naturally innately talented in controlling their emotions. I'm going to say that again in another way. I don't feel that our society is in a healthy spot of recognizing that some children naturally can handle feeling angry without having explosive outbursts, that they can feel disappointment without completely imploding, that they can feel sadness without melting down into tears that there's some kids that are a little bit more like level in the reactions that they have to their big to their emotions right they may even have big emotions and their behaviors are just a bit more level they they can handle it more they know how to self-regulate they know how to different skills and it's just kind of like natural for them this is what our society tends to call a good kid and a kid that does not have oh goodness my phone is going crazy sorry about that a kid that does not have maybe that natural innate ability and the just general tendency to be able to handle big emotions in a way that we wish that they would and they need a bit more help and they need a bit more guidance that our society tends to call them a bad kid. I want to tell you that I have worked with more than a thousand kids and I have yet to meet one truly bad kid. Every single child that I've met, that I've worked with, that I've gotten to know has been good. They are amazing. They're wonderful. And many of them might not have the natural ability to regulate their emotions. This doesn't make them a bad kid. Right? This doesn't mean that they're a punk or a brat or spoiled, or you're failing as a parent. It just means that they have extra big emotions. And it means that they're still learning how to handle those extra big emotions. And they still need help. They need extra tools. They're going to need extra support. Can it be tiring for us as their coaches? Sure. Is it more work than if they were just super easygoing all the time? Absolutely. But does it mean that they are trying to cause all of that stress or all of that overwhelm or whatever it is that you're feeling from your child's big emotions? I really don't think so. It might seem like that at the moment. 
society definitely tells us that that's what's going on. But I really do believe your child is doing their best. I was at a um, church meeting for adults. This was probably a couple of months ago. And there was a speaker who got up and she was, she was so good. Um, she was just speaking straight from her heart. And I hope this is not distracting you because I'm probably not editing out all of these phone dings. I really thought I put everything on do not disturb and my ADHD kicked in. And <laughs> anyways, now I've distracted you too. Okay, back to my point. So this speaker, <laughs> I don't know if I should edit these things out. I'm, I'm going to let you see real Emily because I just feel better about letting you know that I'm a person too. Okay, moving on. So this speaker, um, she was so good. She spoke so directly from her heart and she was telling us about her eight children and they all had some really difficult backgrounds. Um, they had a lot of things happen in their lives that might have led to trauma, to um, mental illness, to like developmental struggles, um, just a lot that these children had on their plates and they were making a lot of choices that this mom wished that they hadn't made. And as she was in a really, really difficult period of motherhood where she was struggling with their behavior, struggling with her choices, what did I do wrong? What could I do to change this? She did have a thought that came to her. And this is the thought, the, the main point that I want you to take away from this episode. Now, since this was a religious setting, I know that this podcast is not typically religious, but I, I just want to give you her direct quote from it. She said that she realized that Jesus loves my children where they are at. In other words, in her um, religious worship, Jesus, who's like the head of everything and the most important thing in her life, that he loves her children exactly where they are at. He loves them right now with all of their really big challenges and their behaviors and their choices that mom's really wishing that they wouldn't make that are probably going to bring them a lot of hardships in life. That he still loves them right there, exactly as they are. And she, then she extended this thought to all of us that I really grasped onto and I wanted to share with you. And that is that we can consciously choose to just focus on loving our children where they are at. Would it be easier if our kids didn't melt down because they lost the game? Sure, it would be easier. Does that mean that they're trying to be a punk or a bad kid or any other negative thing? Probably not. What does it mean? It means your kid is struggling and it means they need your help. It means they don't yet have the skill and the ability to stay calm when they lose that game and they need you to help them. Okay. Is it more work for us? Yes. And I have so much compassion for you because I get it, right? Because I have four kids of my own. We have so many big emotions. We have so many meltdowns. They're getting so much better over the years, but they're still there. There's still a lot of challenging times. There's a lot of working with my kids. There is so much working with my kids and it is all worth it. And me sitting there and thinking the whole time that I just wish that they were different is not actually going to serve me. It's okay to like admit, okay, this is hard. Hmm? 
would it be great if they didn't have that challenge? Sure. But would it be great if my kid were natural at playing baseball? Absolutely. Would it be awesome if all kids just taught themselves how to read? Sure. Would it be great if every single kid didn't need help with math or tutoring and science or whatever? Yeah, sure. That would all make our lives easier. But our kids are going to have challenges. Right? And for us with kids with extra big emotions that don't naturally have those skill to regulate those emotions, they are doing their best, just like we as moms are doing our best, even when we lose our own cool, even when we have our own big emotions, even when I have a mommy meltdown, I'm usually doing my best, right? I am always trying for my kids, and I know you are too. Your kids are trying too. So it's up to us to go against the grain of society in this one. If you have a rebellious spirit, put it to work here. We're going to be rebels. We are going to see our children as innately good, as trying their best, even if they are currently screaming and kicking and throwing their plate across the room because you cut it into triangles instead of squares. And you think they should have outgrown this because they're six or seven. And that's a behavior you expect of a two-year-old and you don't think they should keep doing this. And that's fine. Would it be easier if they naturally had learned to cope with that unmet expectation where they were expecting squares and you cut it into triangles or honestly, I don't know what I said. (laughs) Maybe it was the reverse. But if you cut their sandwich the wrong way or different from what they were expecting and um, you think you should have just outgrown this, would that make our life easier if they had? Absolutely. Can it be hard that they haven't outgrown that yet on their own? For sure. Does that mean that our child is not doing their best? No they're still probably doing their best. They just don't naturally have the skill to handle that situation. This is up to us. This is up to us to dig really deep, to figure out the why, to come up with tools that meet our child where they are at and not where we wish they would be. I know I'm getting teary-eyed again. I don't get teary-eyed often on this podcast, even though I talk about deep things. I know, Mama that you love your kid. And if you have more than one kid, I know that you love all of them. There is no way you would be listening to this podcast if you didn't. There's no way you'd be in my little corner of the world following me if you didn't. I know that you do. I also know that you want what's best for your kid. You want them to have a bright future and that you are trying so hard in your parenting and you are doing your best. Let's recognize that our kids are doing their best. Let's meet them exactly where they're at. We can help them to have a brighter future. We can help them to continue to learn and grow. And we don't have to pretend that they're not currently where they're at. We can meet them where they are, work with them and uplift them and help them from there and as always there's my phone again so sorry at least it breaks up my teary eyes over here okay as always i would love to invite you if um not quite sure when this episode will be airing if registration is closed in the confidently mommy membership get yourself on the wait list okay if it's open come join us just try it out for a month We will meet you where you are at. We meet your kid where you're at. We help you figure out why they're mounting down. We help you regulate your emotions. We help you teach your kid the skills that they need in those really difficult moments. They can't regulate yet because they don't have the ability yet. They can, and you can help them get there. 
Does it take work? Yes. Will it be easier if you have support from someone understanding who gets it and all of the tools and resources that we offer you in the Confidently Mommy membership? Absolutely. You have instant access to an entire library. There's printables, there's worksheets, there's guides, there's tons of videos. They're really easy to watch. You can ask me any question. We have live meetings. We have an online community. It is your one-stop shop to come be supported as you are empowered to help your child with their challenges. Would love to have you there. And for those of you who are like, nope, peacing out, not going to do it. I still want you to take away from this episode, meet your kid where they're at and help them where they're at to learn and grow from there. Trust that they're doing their best. I know you love them already. So let's, let's meet them where they're at. Okay. Thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful week. If this podcast episode was meaningful or helpful to you, can you think of a friend who might benefit from hearing it? Why not send them a quick text with a link to listen? I know it's a message I would have loved hearing years ago.